Hello, and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join our host, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, or KP, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to show support by giving a like, follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word, and thank you for being part of our community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's animation communication. If you don't know already, I'm I love Kim Possible a lot. YouTube person on the internet. I review cartoons and analyze cartoons and think about cartoons too much. And this is kind of our chill pow down episode. Um, just kind of going over, um, you know, our post production process and just kind of talking about things that have been happening uh, lately in spooky month time place. And um, I have with me Anthony this week. So say hi, Anthony. Hello, world. So um, for people who don't know who you are, who are you? Hello, I am Anthony. I need to say hello again, but why not? Uh, I'm one of the editors on the team. So if you listen to a couple of the other podcasts, I've been a part of, I think, two so far. And yeah, I'm, I'm one of the editors as well as one of the heads. So I do the editing, push the editing button, and I also help, uh, you know, team team structure, team, uh, what do you call it, management in a sense, but not full management, you know. Okay, and then just quick rundown of what the team is for people who are like, what? What is what is what is the white guy talking about? <laughs> you know, it's actually funny that you say that too because I realized that when I was doing interviews, where I would be like, "Hi, thank you for applying like to Team KP, like I'm Anthony or whatever," and then I was realizing I'm like, "Wait, is, do we actually say Team KP or is it just I Love Impossible a lot?" No one's ever questioned it, so like they all understood. But I was like, actually, no, one person did question it, which is what made me think of that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'm saying our team name, but not the YouTube channel." So I was like, "Oops." But yes, our team is basically the group of editors, artists, animators, musicians, people of the like from all around the world that like to edit because we love animation and different things. Well, edit and draw and stuff like that because yeah, everybody shares a passion for animation and media and all of that good stuff. So yeah, that's that's us, the team of the KPs, the the KP army. It's the production team. Yeah, so um you know, I don't know why I'm explaining that again on the seventh seventh episode. I can't, or you know, in that area, I don't think it's exactly seventy. It's probably like seventy three or something like that. But yeah, I just figured it's important to you know for new listeners because I've been listening to a lot more podcasts because art school is hard, not hard. It's not hard. It's just time consuming. Jesus Christ! So I've been listening to more podcasts to kind of like you know do something when I'm in programs that confuse me. And um, a lot of times in the beginning, they like reintroduce themselves, even if they're on episode like 205. And I'm like, oh, wait, we should probably do that. So welcome to the the KP podcast. Woo. Yay. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. But I mean, we do have our intro, which is always consistent and stuff, at least. So that's been the same. I know, but that's that's pre-recorded. That doesn't count. That's true. All right. Every episode we'll have to, you know, but then we'll have to wear like a new disguise for each episode, too. And then they'll be like, wait, what's the disguise? I'm watching a podcast or listening. Jokes for jokes on you. I was already wearing a new disguise. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, speaking of disguises, so again, this is chill episode. If um, we don't have a guest, we are our own guest this time. So um, you know, if you 
like generally on this show we have guests in the industry or you know other youtubers or something like that but um we don't mostly because uh the last podcast i did the guest didn't or the guest never turned in her audio which is fine but you know that i think that episode's gonna have to be scrapped at the end of the day because i I sent an email i was like hey like no big deal but here's my audio if you want to like fake it or if you want to do it again or whatever and i just never heard back which is the first time that's happened, honestly. So it's again, it's not too big of a deal. But like, I'm just like, God damn it! Like, why do I bother? Sometimes. But yeah, so um, you know, hopefully, that I mean, I imagine the people um, like to hear our lovely voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sure all the vocals. Yeah, well, I just wanted to like say too that. I've I'm trying not to let it get me like too down the dumps and not think about it too much and also because I we haven't been producing as much content as we usually do mostly because my schedule is like now I'm working like a full-time job essentially and I'm tired all the time and I hate everything so like it's like a full-time job plus homework on the weekends and I'm just like whatever and so um that goes to say like we're not you know, recording as many videos as we'd like. Like, um, we're trying to kind of get into a swing where um, we're producing more videos and we're kind of cutting down the production process so we can react to more topical things. Like, you know, all the things in the animation that will, you know, we'll still have the news story or the news stories. If you don't know what that is, um, essentially we just go over some industry um, things that are happening and, you know, whatever. But yeah, like, you know, um, user not too hot um every time we upload a video we lose subscribers which makes me very sad and you know it's hard to work on these 20 minute videos and then like just lose subscribers and again i try not to think about it too much but that kind of stuff gets me but like you guys listen to the podcast even are like the super fans so i really appreciate you know everyone who's stuck around at this point um because like you know, I take it for granted sometimes, but, like, averagely, like, just on YouTube, we get, like, 100 views for per episode, which, you know, is still, you know, a decent, you know, 100 people is more than two, you know, if I'm not good at math, but, you know, I think that tracks, right, Anthony? Last time I checked, I think 102 is, uh, 100 minus two, no, I lost my train of thought, that, yeah, math is hard. Yeah, so that's not, you know, that's not something to to scoff at. So, you know, like, you guys are really going the extra mile, and I appreciate it, and, you know, I I love you. And always, like, I mean, we'll have to probably go over this eventually, um, but I'm sure, like, whenever I get booked for a convention, again, you know, I'll probably say, hey, if you mention you listen to the podcast, you can probably get, like, an extra thing that I have. I usually give out free things and, like... um, I was really sad. Um, one of the conventions I get, um, I, I went to my standard pitch um, because people usually don't know who I am or not familiar um, with the stuff, with the content that I make when I go to conventions. So I usually just do art commissions. I yell at people, do you want to buy some shit? And I realized that my come off was rude. Like if you're in a rural area where no one's ever been to a convention before. And so I, like, some of the, I got some feedback, and it was, like, made me really sad. And I just was like, oh, maybe I should read the room a little better. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when my artists aggressively throw things at me. And, yeah, I'm just kidding, you never throw things. But <laughs> they yell at me to buy things. Yeah, yeah, buy things when you're already, you know, not getting any money anyway. <laughs> 
yeah no it's just about like people misunderstanding and stuff completely like that and that's i haven't seen that like happen but yeah that's that is unfortunate still well you've been you've been to a few cons with me anthony i think that's you know there's a difference between like a convention with fifty thousand people at it or a convention with like you know 300 you yeah know, that, that makes for a first sense. year con because mm-hmm. like i remember the one when i was there like people were laughing and they understood and stuff so no one was like oh you're actually yelling at me you know like <laughs> but yeah anyway i give out like um art and stuff like coloring pages and things like that so if you say like hey like i listen to podcasts then like i'll probably like i'll probably forget honestly but i'll be like you said i could have an extra coloring page and i'm like oh i said that okay you can have an extra one i don't know whatever you can get a fist pump or something just uh message me be like they the the other the other guy said to you know bob he he said to message him if you forgot and so that then you'll just message you'll be like who the heck is bob and then you'll then you'll remember me like oh right um, yeah, and I'd like to eventually, too, get to a point where uh, we can do live shows at conventions. Again, um, Brittle um, has a lot more anxiety than, you know, I felt like I could read, so I want to just kind of give him some space. We've been talking about doing a charity live stream thing on the main channel where we, like, raise money for an animal charity or something like that, but I think, you know, in general, he needs to just feel the love, so if you, you know, if you don't mind... if if you'd like to and go on Twitter and be like, Hey Riddle, like we miss you on a podcast. And if like three people say it, he's just like, Oh shit, I guess I got to do the podcast some more. But you know, um, anyway, that's, that's, um, that's the general gist. In some of the, uh, in some of the schools that I film them and stuff, they have this thing. Cause they're like very like, they're like private kind of schools in the city. So it's like more, it's not, it's not like, it's not like it looks fancy or anything. It's just like, they're a little strict with the rules, not like super, you know, strict, but like very kind of like, kind of strict, <laughs> let's just say. And like, one of the things they do though, which is more of the fun things is they'd be like, send some love to your friend or your classmate or something. And they like wiggle their fingers almost like, like magic, like pixie dust. So we should just all surround Riddle and just send, send love and send, send the positivity, which is I'm sure exactly what he Okay. Needs. Well, that includes you too, Anthony. Like after the podcast, I want you to go on Twitter and be like, Hey, I, record a podcast with with Rachel and like all she talked half the time she talked about is like how much she missed you and how much the fans miss you and like you're really neat and he's gonna be like oh really so (laughs) there you go that's 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 your job Anthony my Twitter is gonna look like a spam account because I've used it like three times it'll be great (laughs) before we get to the news can you tell everyone the funny thing about um your plumbing that happened oh my goodness okay so yeah sure so um if you live uh, in a building, I recommend not making that building a basement apartment that is somewhere in the city of New York or any populated city because sometimes you have uh, sewer pipes that are just in your floor. And so in mine, there's one in the bathroom and one in the uh, sewer pipes that like are basically just a hole that like is open essentially unless covered by like a board or something else uh, mind you and so i have one in the bathroom there's one in the closet next to me and there's one right here under my desk where i'm speaking right now and that one uh decided to flood a little bit and so you know in the beginning of the day i was like oh shoot like you know let me just cover up with towels i was like this happened once where i came home and it was dirty and i was like what happened but i figured it was that so i saw the water and i caught it pretty quickly so i was able to like clean it up a bit but then like an hour later i'm back and i'm working and i don't even feel it because my feet are up and i'm like oh no there's more water here and anyway long story short tons of water was starting to just kind of flood from it and like do it and nothing got damaged the floor was good but that water my friends that are listening is nice sewer water so we had some nice dirty toilet sewage water nothing 
gross there, but you can smell it, and it definitely smelled like sewage. Uh, that was getting backed up, and so we had to rip the floor out a little bit just so we can get to the hole that's, like, right below me. But it was not only, like, was it just coming up slowly? Because in the beginning, it was coming up slowly, but it got to the point where it was coming up so fast that we had to, like, constantly scoop it out with water. And, like, at first, it was every 15 minutes. My uncle and I would, like, scoop, and then we would bring it outside. But, like, I scooped it all up, filled this big bucket with water, and then came back inside, and it was all the way back up to the top again. So we were like, oh, no. So we had to get a pump, and we had to get, uh, <laughs> like... Well, actually, it was mainly just the pump, and then my one of my uncle's workers uh, came and helped like unclog it with a snake and went into the closet one to to do that. But yeah, so basically, long story short, it was ship water that was just coming onto my floor. So hooray! That's what happened with you. It, it and it was your own shit water. It wasn't like yes, I think thankfully like. that is a good thing. I think according to the worker, he said that it was like toilet paper and stuff that got backed up. That was that means it was ours and our neighbor because the, the neighbor used to be a plumber and he brought over the pump that we were using to get it outside he said it was ours so thankfully i think it was just our our poop water but uh still a little smelly still a little gross you know and just yeah that's 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 what happens sometimes you know like one time it just the toilet had um or the one in the bathroom was clogged because it had or no, I think it was, yeah, I think it was on the bathroom. It had a piece of styrofoam, like almost like thin styrofoam paper that was just clogged in there. And we had no idea how it got in there because obviously none of us flushed it. He, my uncle suspected someone of the neighbors like put it in a gutter or something. But because of that, like water just spewed out, like almost like a water fountain, like spewing out of the bathroom. And then that came all the way through the apartment. I'm like, oh no. So uh, I recommend not getting basement apartments if you ever live in the city or anything like that. But, you know, I have my family here, so I'm, I'm lucky and I'm thankful. But, you know. Basement apartment, sometimes uh, poop water. That was the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, um, I forgot how bad that was. So, you know, like, all week we were like, hey, Anthony, are you having a shitty time out there? You know, sounds like a shitty <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, we made a lot of poop jokes. It was good. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> and I'm just checking. We haven't, we haven't released an episode for a month, a podcast episode. So I'm like, I'm glad I made the call to make a, a chill episode to upload to people. But mm-hmm. yeah, we really, you know, I really appreciate people. You know, I really like doing this podcast. You know, I'm hoping um, we've done a couple without real so far. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, if if everyone sends him like a doodle or something, he'll be like, oh, wow, you know, three people here. So, you know. Do the thing um, <laughs> on on Twitter if you have Twitter. Uh, anyway, so we have some. Do you want to you want to do some news, Anthony? What's the what's, yes? What's the word on the bird? Let's go with the newest of news. Am I am I saying news or do you uh, do you have a news in mind? Was this? <laughs> Um, well, the only news I have in mind right now, well, I have two news in mind, I guess, um, and then you can throw in a news. So, um, so I got a sad news, um, let me pull up his name, but the actor for Hagrid, um, in the Harry Potter series just passed away. Oh my goodness, um, no. Like, like an hour, well, it broke it probably like an hour ago, it didn't like, I don't know if it happened an hour ago, because I don't, you know, you know these things, they have to like, get the corner in, and you know, Robbie... Coleraine, I think I'm pronouncing that right, but I can't read things. So, um, Harry Potter, James Bond, and Cracker Star was 72, and then uh, Daniel Radcliffe uh, wrote this nice little statement because Daniel Radcliffe is um, a good being. I really wish it was, from my understanding, um, the Rick and Morty like live action like promo things with Christopher Lloyd. It was between the actor they cast and Daniel Radcliffe, and I a thousand percent would have rather preferred. 
Daniel Radcliffe to be Morty, but they have someone else who is from a thing. I don't know. No respect to that. No disrespect to that guy. But, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, I think, you know, could have probably chewed the scenery a little bit, you know, better, bigger, you know, whatever. So, you know, starting off with some sad news. Um, And like I've like, if you guys don't know my background with Harry Potter, um, I really like it. And I did a video about, you know, how to still like it, even though J.K. Rowling is kind of not the best person anymore. Um, and she hasn't been for, you know, probably like two or three years or something like that. So, you know, I don't think that will change, but, um, unfortunately, but I'm, I'm not a Warner Brothers person. So I don't know like the, how the financial aspect of Harry Potter is being affected by, you know, her just being a piece of shit, but I'm sure it is in some regard. Just, just don't buy any official don't buy any official Harry Potter stuff. Buy artisan Harry Potter stuff, and you're fine. That's all you gotta. Or buy buy used stuff. Like that's all you gotta do, really. So. Oh yeah, that's sad. So, uh, what's your what's your background oh, yeah. with Harry Potter, um, Anthony? I was actually never super into Harry Potter, which I do love, like wizards and magic and stuff like that. So it seems like something I would get into. I just think like. When I was young, whatever kind of my brothers and my older cousins lead into is what basically I did. And so they did watch Harry Potter, but not as much. So because of that, I wasn't as big on Harry Potter. It was more Star Wars and especially Lord of the Rings was kind of our, I like the kind of the bigger main ones and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I've seen, I think the first, the fifth and the seventh part two, I think, or like the last one, if that's seven. I did go to the Universal Harry Potter area when it opened up, I think, that year. It just coincidentally worked out. But, um, yeah, I was never... I like it. I mean, you know, it's like... It seems neat, but I just... I was never... I just never got into it, I think. You know, like, kind of just... Yeah, I don't know. So, not really too much to, to go over for Harry Potter with me. But, like, you know, no no diss on Harry Potter. I like it. I think it's good. I think it did a lot for, like, uh, people... young Young people reading and stuff like that. So, I respect that. Yeah, it's, like, the same thing, like, me, like, um, I have in my Halloween deck of things, I have a couple of Nightmare Before Christmas shirts, because there's just so much fucking Nightmare Before Christmas merch these days, it's like the, like, you know, taking something Disney was embarrassed about, to taking something that is, like, now one of the most popular Disney franchises, like, ever, which is crazy to me, and people are like, oh, you, you like Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'm just like, kind of not really like I respect it like I respect that it's a stop motion film that gets people interested in stop motion that and it was inspired to be a stop motion film by the Raven Bass Christmas uh movies which I highly respect because Rudolph is my boy but you know I think you know my my issues with it are really like just trivial at the end of the day like there like it just feels to me like there's something missing as far as, you know, um, I did a video about it, I think, last year or the year before about it, about, like, what a Pumpkin King is and all that stuff. And I really think it could benefit from, like, a prequel where, you know, it's established, like, how Jack became the Pumpkin King and how, you know, because there's, t- like, the, the the difference between that and um, Christmas stuff is there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons because Santa Claus is a public domain character, um movies and like tv specials and shit where they explain santa claus's origins and it's very much a pick and choose your own adventure kind of like way as far as which one you prefer the most um a year without a santa claus no no not that one uh santa claus has come to town is probably one of the more popular ones and that's the rankin bass version where you know they they meet the um there's the burgermeister makes burger 
who uh, was also named um, or also referenced in Frankenweenie. Um, there was a character called Burgermeister, I think, something like that. Burgermeister or Meisterburger or something. And I'm like, haha, I understand that reference. <laughs> you know, now you know that too, you little, little, little thing. You know, I know Tim Burton in general is very much like, don't touch it, don't do anything with it. And I know there's some, um, we went over the kind of official continuations and stuff like that exists out there. There's an, there's a Christmas, there's a game, there's like an Xbox, old Xbox 360 game that is kind of serves as a sequel. And then they have the, um, I think there's a game, it's a Game Boy Advance or it's like an old school something of a prequel. Um, you know, I'm not a hundred percent, like I, you know, I don't really remember the details offhand, but it's kind of like that, but you know. I think it's much better, it makes much more sense for newer generations now because they just see Jack, and I think, you know, because it's become so popular, people just kind of assume Jack has been, like, the pumpkin mascot, the Halloween mascot, like, you know, directly, like, as a public domain character for people who just don't don't know any better, you know, which is fine, but for people that are just, like, or, you know, you grew up with the movie when the movie was, you know, becoming popular. Like, there wasn't as much Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. And you're just like, where is the skeleton guy? Is he really a dead person? Or is he, like, how do, how do the rules work? So, um, how, do, how do you think the rules work, Anthony? Or it's probably something you just don't think about, huh? No, no, actually, I did watch it again recently. And, you know, I was trying to figure out, like, I thought of points that you made. And, and I was thinking about just kind of, like, different things about the movie and and the world and honestly i do agree like i think it could benefit and would be really cool to just kind of learn more about the whole universe and stuff as far as jack himself like that i haven't thought of well no actually no i think i did yeah we were talking about that and we were like trying to figure out like uh just who you know like who jack is and what he is kind of thing because it's like interesting where it's like do people die like the and then they get sent there or they just all like ghouls and monsters that are born there because it's like i don't know it's kind of under the impression that everything there just exists but like i was trying to think of if this all takes place on earth or not because like the doors are just magical doors that teleport you um and the only evidence i had that backed it was that like jack and santa fly through the sky so and there was no indication of like going through a magic portal so like i'm assuming these are just doors that like lead you know but considering that the one like the group of doors is right near halloween town but then, like, where does he come? Like, oh, actually, does he come out of a Halloween door when he when Jack like comes back from anything, or do they never show it? Or if you remember, this is um he goes well he lands in the graveyard. Remember when he when the when the when the government shoots down his uh, slayer or whatever, and then he kind of goes inside a grave, so it's kind of unclear. Right, like, right. He that's opens what it up was. like a like a ma- mausoleum underground after his song, you know, the "What Have I Done" song. So again, it's unclear. So you know, I think. And, and like, Kingdom Hearts sure doesn't help. <laughs> like, I, 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 I love you. I appreciate, same thing, I appreciate you, Kingdom Hearts. But, like, you make the lore so much worse. So much <laughs> more confusing. And I don't understand anything. <laughs> I love Kingdom Hearts, but I, I'll never be able to figure out what's inside his mind, the creator. But, yeah, um, like, yeah. Someone got high one day and they're just like, what happens if final if we took final fantasy characters and we put them with disney characters and then some disney guy was like hey that's a good idea let's do it <laughs> <laughs> oh what was 
No, I, for, I forget. I read something recently about like how the idea of Kingdom Hearts also started. I think it was something it was going to be based off of like Animal Kingdom or like the like the tree in Animal Kingdom, which is I think where like Kingdom came from or something at first. But yeah, I forget. Oh, I get it. I forget about that. But apparently uh, with Sora being in Smash Brothers, if you did or did not know this, um, he like the creator of Smash Brothers, Sakurai, just happened to stumble upon like an employee of Disney in an elevator and was like, hey, so, like, could this work? And the guy was like, yeah, this might be able to work, let's see. And it, like, took a really long time, and it was pretty hard, apparently, uh, of course, because it's Disney and Square Enix that they have to get involved with, but... So it was a chance meeting like that, so I think it might have been something similar with, like, Kingdom Hearts, but I don't I don't remember for sure. Yeah, I was just gonna kind of get back to the, the, the Nightmare Before Christmas thing, but then I lost... Oh, um, no, what I was gonna say was not having to do with that, but, um, I was... Like, something else in my new little news story thing is they just released, like, there was apparently, go- in, like, a little bit in development, a little uh, Kingdom Hearts series. So they just released, like, a reel of, not a reel, um, to clarify a completed storyboard test. So it's storyboards, but they put a little extra work into it and they color the characters and stuff as a pitch. Um, I don't know if you do this, Anthony, but now you know. Um, Wait, the, yeah, I was going to say, so, the, and. I'm- Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt. But like, I this was, uh, I think, announced officially a while ago, but like, then we just haven't heard about it. So I wasn't sure if it was like, I forgot if it was a rumor or if it was like, you know, if it was actually being made. So this is new now, like, or is this like an old thing? Um, it's new that, well, this, this, this kind of resurfaced, um, the director, per, the director person, um, I, I guess just released it. I don't know if he's allowed to do that, but you know, he just did it. Um, so it was like, it was like in 2003 early stuff, but essentially because, like from my understanding, um, the the um, like it seemed to work, but the creative crew had a hard time getting everyone. Like they all had a, like fleshed out characters, but the characters were not tr- like a hundred percent true to the game versions because they had to include all the lore stuff in the like to kind of match it. So I don't know if it would be like an alternate universe thing or a continuation thing. That wasn't really clear. Like the clip is just them fighting on some heartless in the uh, cave of wonders, essentially, if you want to go look it up. Um, but yeah, um, at Enix, whatever the, the, the final fantasy people are the ones who nixed it. So it was probably in development and they just didn't like where it was going. And then they just, they told them to say, hey, stop, we'll just, we'll just make the video game. <laughs> okay, yes, I did see a thumbnail for this. I didn't click on the video, but I saw something that was like, just released from like 20 years ago or something. Um, but as far as that, so I guess that would be like, yeah, I guess that was something that was older then. But I think there was at least a rumor or something of a new Kingdom Hearts show that was going to be on Disney+. Plus. But again, I don't know what the last time we heard of it is, so or like when that was. But interesting, that's cool. That was that was released. Hey, if anyone works for Disney, I have I have an idea for a really cool show that I've had forever, so, like, hit me up, but, you know, um, I'm trying to get, like, all my ducks in a row and make sure I know all the programs so I can just kind of, like, do whatever I want, like, when the when the opportunity arises. But anyway, uh, it's, it's hard for me to learn things, is the point, and that's why I'm in school. If someone's just saying, like, hey, you can just watch this YouTube video, and I'm like, I will try that, and I will get very confused, and it will stop, and I need, like, someone to ask a million questions, too. Anyway, Tomb Boom is 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 a tricky beast, but I'm I'm doing it. Anyway, um so yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas is confusing. And like, you know, when I say that and even the video at the time, um I think it's kind of like the five most confusing something like that. I don't know. I'm just like you can you can look at the channel if you want, but like I still 
you know, I still really like that video, but I think at the time people were just like, you think about it too much. It's, it's just a video, like, or just a movie about this guy who, you know, is bored and wants, wants a job change, you know, and I think people really, really empathize with Jack because of that, because of someone who's kind of stuck in the same thing and they just want, you know, he's a creative and he just wants new artistic inspiration and that kind of vibe, which I get, you know, but like these things are important to me and Again, like, don't hire me for a Nightmare Before Christmas thing. I don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm a big enough fan to justify doing anything with with anything. Not that I, you know, I, not that I'm, like, have a job right now or anything. But, you know, that, I think that would be interesting in a way that just, just kind of built on, like, the, or the origins of Halloween Town are just, like, like, don't think about it. It's a movie. I'm just like, what do you think the MCU is? It's like everyone thinking about it because it's just like a bunch of movies. And they keep on making more. So don't <laughs> don't give me that. Don't give me that. So, um, but yeah, that's just when you bring logic into things. And that's why, like, I think the, one of the reasons the pony stuff went as long as it did just in the general fandom is um, people, you know, could dig down these theories and, you know, really pick apart, like, how this world worked and, this world worked um, with an E. Well, I guess. Well, kind of. There's still a continuation of it. But anyway. But yeah, it's it's great. Um, you know, Nightmare Over Christmas. It's like everywhere. Um, before I before we end this this um, rant that I'm doing. Um, so a, a couple of years ago when I was in L.A., um, we went, me and a couple of friends went to um, went to Disneyland right when, before the pandemic, like right when the Halloween stuff was being put up, or after it was put up. Halloween is the only time that Frollo is a walkable character, and for those who don't know, um, Hunchback of Notre Dame is, like, one of my deep artistic, you know, things that I like, one of my six favorite movies that I like forever. So we saw Frollo, and I was, I was, and I was wearing a Jack Skeleton shirt, because that's, you know, all I had as far as, like, Halloween stuff. And um, the Frollo, the guy in the in the outfit was like, "Look at your shirt! You're, look at your shirt! You're, or it, you know, you got Jack on him." Like, no, Frollo, you're better than Jack. <laughs> you're more, <laughs> you're more fleshed out than Jack. You're like the best, like most complicated Disney character, like evil person out there. But he he wasn't listening to me. So anyway, oh. um, I was very excited that we oh. saw Frollo. Like, um, I just did like this big pitch in our uh, screenwriting class, not screenwriting, our storyboard class, and like breaking down Hunchback. So like when I saw Frollo, I was like Frollo, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm I'm nerd. Um, and and then the other news story that I was going to bring up is um, Cartoon Network is um, not as dead as you think that it is. So they're like, what happened this week is uh, apparently Cartoon Brew, which is a Twitter slash website thing where they release industry news and blah, 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 blah. Um, They reported that Cartoon Network was merging with um, Warner Brothers Animation, which Cartoon Network is owned by Warner Brothers, if you know that. Warner Brothers owns HBO Max, if you know that. Um, They own Rick and Morty, if you know that. But it just, they, they got a lot of facts wrong from my understanding. And that, like, there was an employee who was just like, hey, I work at Cartoon Network. It's still here. We're just doing some things that are different. And apparently, I don't know for sure, but the, my, um, my 2D professor was like, yeah, the guy who runs Warner Brothers right now is a total asshole. And I'm just like, oh, well, that makes sense. Why kind of they're not doing so hot with the DC Universe stuff. And they're kind of like... 
I think the purest things out of Warner Brothers right now, the the high tier things are Rick and Morty as uh, um, usual because like when Rick and Morty goes hard, it's like hardcore. Like this is a this is this is high art. This is high art, and I think that's really it. Like you know, as far as things that they're currently working on now, um, you know, obviously Iron Giant is also up there as far as high art, but that's not something that they're they're working on currently now because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a done movie, you know, and I think, oh, and Harley Quinn, of course, the Harley Quinn show is, um, high art. It's a little raunchy, but it's still like really done well and I really like it. So if you haven't checked that, that out yet, then it's, it's great. Um, but those are the best things coming out of Warner Brothers right now. So to hear like they, and it was like, it's been like a couple days after the 30th anniversary of Cartoon Network. And then they announced that it was just like, oof like oof <laughs> so um everything's fine apparently but you know man ha- what a way to like scare half the internet because there's only a couple there's a there's only a couple powerhouses uh known powerhouses that are making animation um cartoon network outsources their actual animation to other studios but um still it's it's not something it's not something fun to think about so you know Anyway, Cartoon Network's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. This is fine. But they have a lot of, you know, I think Disney is much better. Like I've said this before, but Disney is much better than any other company is establishing brain, like establishing and really being loyal to their brands and keeping them in the public consciousness, consensus, whatever, um, you know, indefinitely. So I think that's why, you know, when companies like, Companies don't do justice to specific properties like Atlantis or, you know, Treasure Planet My Beloved or, you know, those kind of things when we have princess shit like, you know, like, you know, again, we don't think about it, but Snow White, the mo- the Snow White movie is almost going to be 100 years old soon and there is still merch being made of Snow White who is 100 years old, um, almost, like I think it came out in 32, 1932, something like that, um, which is fucking crazy to think about. I think, like, I don't think Warner Brothers would have to call HBO at Max HBO Max if, you know, it was more established on, like, the brand on each individual, each individual brand as Warner Brothers presents, like, the Harley Quinn show or Warner Brothers presents Rick and Morty, but, you know, we're, we're, it is what it is. So, you know, I, I need Prince of Egypt merch, Disney, or DreamWorks. I need Prince of Egypt merch that isn't 20 years old, please, so... Get me just just make some more t-shirts like fucking put them in universal. I don't ask for a lot. <laughs> but it's it's hard. Like what's the point of making a good movie if you're not good at preserving its legacy and, you know, Shrek is its legacy is being preserved because it's a it's a fucking meme. You know, it's a good movie, but it's also a fucking meme. And, you know, Prince of Egypt is just like, remember Prince of Egypt? And I'm just like ah. um we had a DreamWorks, there was a DreamWorks showing again before COVID when I was in LA, and um, I they were screening Abominable, which is a good movie. It's about um, it's about these kids who've taken an Abominable Snowman, but the art direction's really cool. I really liked it, and you know me, I'm pretty picky as far as, you know, I if some, if a plot element doesn't make sense, I will fucking tell you. And I, I was f- satisfied with how the story played out, but I wore a Prince of Egypt shirt that I had to get, I had to be made off fucking Redbubble because they don't make any Prince of Egypt merch. One of the DreamWorks ladies who saw my shirt was like, I like your shirt. And I was like, thanks. And, you know. (laughs) "Ah." (laughs) 
I'm gonna be ranting a lot on this episode. I hope everyone's okay with that. Yeah, I mean it's a chill episode, so. Are you are you learning things, Anthony, from my rants? Am I what? Are you learning things? Yes, yes, I am. It's funny you mentioned that with Snow White because I actually did think about that recently, where I was like, I, it was something I thought about where it was like just thinking about like kids watching things in the future that are gonna be like, whoa, that's like a hundred years old, and then I had that moment of like realization where I was like, oh god, like in in ten years. Well, actually, I just I looked it up and it said. 1937 december 21st it was released but then it also said february 4th mm-hmm. of 1938 so let will just say 37 because that seems like it was in some theater then but like yeah i'm like in 15 years like that'll be 100 years old and like the fact that it feels so almost like fresh and new like it really it all ties to like what you said about marketing and just keeping a brand alive and stuff from like like it's no way doesn't feel new but like just the fact that i know it and it exists and like that it's almost 100 years old is like really crazy to think about and it's, you know, it's still, like, people can still connect with it. And, like, as long, like, one of the things that makes my blood boil, and we'll get to Treasure Planet Reanimate because I know I mentioned that and we'll talk about that. But one of the things that makes my blood boil so much is because now that we have Disney+, Plus 2D can be more marketable because it's not a matter of people going to, see, going to physically see a 2D movie, which is um, iffy, you know, Bob's, like, as much as I love the Bob's Burger movie, like that again solidified the iffiness, which oh wait, wait. I think they were it was just what do you mean if I may interrupt the Bob's Burger I movie. saw that in theaters oh yeah. yeah yeah so to define what I'm talking about um so the Bob's Burger movie this is like I'm so mad because um the podcast I mean it's it happens I'm not really mad but uh the podcast that you know ended up having probably needs to be scrapped uh the lady who was working on it was an editor for the Bob's Burgers movie so she talked about how they kind of worked through it during COVID, but the TLDR is, um, it was going to be released before COVID and then COVID delayed it for like two years or something like oh, wow, that. Okay. And everyone had to work remotely. And then, but they always wanted to do a theatrical, you know, release. Like, um, the creator person was always like, I want to see this in theaters, but because it was just in production for so long and because it's, you know, based off a IP that, you know, people are kind like, people are kind of, like, I feel like people who are really into Bob's Burgers are really into it. And I feel like it's also one of those things that dates really well. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't have a linear timeline, too. So it's kind of like, it's like, it's like The Simpsons. But if the majority of The Simpsons were pretty good episodes, for the most part. Um, and not just kind of, like, up and down as far as the quality scale. But, like, time still is in a circle. Like, they have Halloween episodes and they have Christmas episodes. But no one ages, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like... What, 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 how much time is pass, <laughs> passing? I'm, I'm confused. But so I think with the release of the Bowserker movie, which was Disney was doing their best at, like I saw them, I saw promotional uh, material for it. Um, Disney owns Fox now in case you needed that refresher. Right, right. Um, but they were doing the best they could marketing it. But it was just kind of like, hey, let's just get this out there. It's been, you know, it's been taken fucking forever. Let's just kind of you know, take it. So it was out, it was released and I think it did kind of okay, but it was always meant to be like its big impact was going to be on streaming, like from the get go. So, you know, it was on streaming, I think within two weeks after it was released in theaters, Um, like same thing with Encanto, um, which I'm pronouncing that right now or not Enchanto, (laughs) tomato, tomato. Yeah. You know, it was all, it was, it was kind of like, Hey, if you want to see this in movie theaters, neat but if you don't then you can wait two weeks and some people are um 
kind of, like, whatever about the movie theater experience at these, like, you know, like we talked about in the spell sex, the cell spec show, like, people are only going to drop the, the 20 bucks to go to see one singular movie if it's something they really care mm. about, like, No Way Home, or Lightyear, which I shouldn't have bought a movie ticket for, but we needed to do a podcast about it, so I did, <laughs> you know, um, and that kind of stuff, so, you know, but... Back to my original point is now that we have 2D, traditionally, like, 2D was fading out because it wasn't as marketable as 3D for some reason, because people thought 3D was fancy and 2D is dumb, which I want to punch them. But streaming is just putting content out there and just, you know, seeing how it goes and, like, just putting it out and moving on to the next project. Putting it out, putting, move, like, and that's why Hocus Pocus 2 was made. Um, that just came out relatively recently and put on Disney+. I just Plus. saw that. Yeah, because there wasn't, like, it was too much, It was too big of a risk for another theatrical release, because I think, th- I'm pretty sure the original Hocus Pocus wasn't, didn't do so hot, but it became a, like, a cult hit kind of thing. That's what I, I heard, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but, you know, to do it on a decom budget, a Disney Channel original movie budget was also, like... Oh, is that what... You know, I don't know how that would go either. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as, like, they were like, hey, like, we have a thing where, you know, it doesn't really matter if it does. We just gotta do this for the brand. Um, you know, that's that's why they made Hocus Pocus 2. And how was Hocus Pocus 2? Because I haven't seen it yet, Anthony. So... I'm usually pretty lenient when it comes to things. I heard it didn't get as good reviews, but I think the reviews that I saw, or so I heard it was like people didn't like it as much as the first, or it didn't get as good reviews. But then I also saw that it was like higher rated than the first, because as you said, the first wasn't like rated well at the time. Um, in my personal opinion, I thought it was still great. Uh, I liked the first one more, you know, which tends to happen, especially for something like this that much later, you know. Um, but I guess to give a general like kind of rundown without really spoiling. There were definitely a few lines that are like, this is an older person trying to write and how, or sorry, an older person who writes how teenagers talk, right? Like, this is how how kids talk these days. So there was a few of those, but it really wasn't like that bad for the most part. I thought all of the witches were great. Uh, I think that they did a great job with them. And then I think as far as the main cast, it was like kind of weak. Like they were just, there was like some drama that was like, there was drama that immediately I was like, oh no, please don't make this like annoying. And like, it ended up not being very impactful, which is good. But like, they just, like the main characters were fine, but they just weren't that interesting. And like, they didn't really do too much. Like it definitely focused on the witches more. So really how you take it, you know, like, like I, you know, without again, spoiling somehow they come back. I won't spoil how I liked it better in the second, how they come than the first movie, you know, but like, uh, you know, there were, it's like, so there were, there were ups and downs, but overall I think it did. It was still a good movie. You know, it wasn't like cringy. It wasn't like, stupid bad jokes didn't ruin anything in my opinion like there was one character that i was hoping would go a different direction but it was like a little weird how they were and there was another character though that was great to see so you know that was i I liked it overall still you know but i also to be fair i just watched the first one like two weeks before i saw the second so i don't have (laughs) the attachment that a lot of people do which i'm sure like for the first time yes i'm sure i've seen it on disney channel like clips and stuff like that you know or whatever but yeah i didn't i watched halloween or no, sorry, Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus, I don't think I had, like, fully sat down and seen, you know? Twitches I did, though, and I rewatched that recently, and that's also a great movie, but it is a Disney Channel movie as well, so, you know, great in that sign of regard, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, so. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's okay, it. Okay, yeah, so, um, you know, like, so anyway, back to my original point is, like, um, this will eventually be the Lion King documentary, but as 
pre-mentioned with the school schedule. I just haven't had time to, I need to re-record it because I got a new microphone and stuff like that. And it's like an eight-page, like a real eight-page script, not like double-spaced eight-like script thing. And, um, you know, I just, you know, but it's it's pretty much ready beyond that. Uh, besides, like, uh, we're doing a thing where we reanimate the ending gag with, or the ending, like, thing where I jump into screen and tell you to, to do click on buttons. Uh, we're reanimating that um, with my Lion King OC, so that's taking a little bit of time. But everything else is mostly done, so it just needs to be. It's just need to. Be, it just needs a little ADR magic, um, which Anthony will do, and then you know, um, you know. But like, so they just re- the biggest thing that came out of D two three, which is the Disney official Disney Con, is that um, they're doing a prequel to the Lion King live action movie with Mufasa and Scar, and I'm just like. Just, just, just make it two D and just have the original casting. You good? Like that is a real, like that's a really good. Oh my god, that's a really good premise. But like, I hate the live action movie. Most people hate the live action movie. Movie money does not equal good. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna do it, but like, don't do it. <laughs> A defeated KP. Like a 2D prequel to The Lion King with the original cast. I mean, I know James Earl Jones just retired, but they, they'll do, like, Star Wars' voice or whatever. They'll, like, magic it, so it'll be fine. But, like, just just do that. Like, I can write it. Let me write it. Like, it'll be good. You just, just don't... I don't want to see any more gross live-action lions that have no emotion. Like, why did it make so yeah, much that's... money? Oof. <laughs> I like actually forgot that that was it because I remember you talking about it like in the chat and stuff and just like I like remember it being like oh they're making the prequel thing and like I just completely forgot about it and then never saw any news about it for whatever reason but like hearing that that's it's the live action thing that I apparently missed that part and oh man like that is that is unfortunate oh man like you know even even I, I said this actually just yesterday with Hocus Pocus 2 where it's like a lot of things these days now are doing the reboots and they're doing like callbacks to the first and like you know so it's not the most like original like amazing thing to have something be like oh it's back and it's like you know they're they're doing a prequel they're doing this you know and honestly I like the fact that everything is doing it in some sense because you know if it just gets pumped out for money that's stupid but if it's actually like cares put into it and stuff I'm like oh it's cool because I'll always just like more content of the things I like you know but like with with this it's like yeah like this is a great that's really cool you know like 30 years later and stuff we're getting this and then it's just like no why is it live action like you said why why do you have to take a thing and and and, and just and just just kill it <laughs> again you're gonna kill mufasa again even though he won't die in this one but you know like it's just such a great premise because mufasa is built up like built up as this great you know, dad character, and that's why his death is so so impactful. Besides, like the death being real, and he doesn't like come, magically come back to life or some shit. You know, and we have like the 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 six adventures, like little comic things that came out in the nineties that I guess aren't canon now anymore or something. You know, but like Jeremy Irons, who was the original voice of Scar, who was like he's basically said like, "Yo, I'll come back." Like have me back, and I'm like, guys, have him back before he dies. He's he's Please. old. He's getting old. <laughs> Give the people what they want. I know. No, but you know, like like fucking let me animate. I'll animate Scar. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that too. So it's funny that you said that because I didn't know that these comics that aren't canon now existed. 
But like, I thought about that where it was like, back then it was just like, mainly with Disney, I guess, but with a lot of things like Mario, you know, having the Super Mario Brothers show, that is something also to talk about another day, uh, you know, and those kind of things. It was a time of like, you get the original IPs, and then there's just a bunch of weird like spinoffs or other things like Disney making all those straight DVD sequels and stuff, and then like comics and things like that. And now we're in the day era of like, we're going to make prequels or, you know, spinoffs or uh, uh, reboots of like everything also now. And it's, it's interesting to see how it was like, back then it was like, this is really popular. Let's just make random content about it, you know? And now it's like, oh, because I guess with Mario also, they're making like the official Mario movie, which actually that, that's animation news because that trailer just got released like a week ago Mushroom at Comic-Con. Kingdom, here I come. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh God, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't really know too much. Hello, Toby. You want to talk about animation? Um, I'll talk, I have some Toby stories, like, um, before we kind of get to some of the more main chunk of the, the video, um, or the, the thing. Yeah, I don't really know too much about the, like, Mario Brothers lore. I'm, like, I have a basic understanding of the games. I know that, um, they're building a theme park for them, I think, for, as a universal expansion or something. That's, that, you know, I played a couple of super, like, the, uh, game party whatever games those are neat mario party um, with friends yeah yeah um there was one one version of the game where i was like last place and then i won the game like in the last like four or five turns <laughs> um yep. yoshi is usually my go-to as far as um characters i think he's me too Frogman. frog man yoshi yoshi game um but yoshi so but beyond that i just know like things exist i know they have like Yoshi's Haunted Castle, I think, or whatever, and, you know, but I don't really know too much about, like, and then same thing with Sonic, my education on Sonic is, like, that one GameCube game everyone has, um, and then, you know, yep, yep. Movies, so don't ask me about, <laughs> don't ask me about Sonic stuff, uh-huh, <laughs> so, you know, but, like, the, like, you know, there's, like, the sky's the limit, guys, and, you know, if you're not doing a good job with, you know, like the Obi Wan show, I I love the shit out of the Obi Wan show. That's a, that's an excellent example of like taking something that the people want and like not knowing what to do with it, and then streaming. You can have the flexibility of it being a mini series and it being amazing. But you know, why why do we need Lion King prequel? And and same thing with Lion Guard. You know, that was shit. <laughs> I mean, it was a little better than shit. But it was still pretty shit. And that's kind of my general thesis for this Lion King video that's like 40 minutes long. It's just like, hey, but see, the original is fucking a piece of art. And then they just didn't know what to do with it for the most part. And then Lion King 2 came out a little better than people thought, but they still kind of didn't know what to do with it. And then Lion Guard happened. And, you know, then people were like, what a, what a, what a waste. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you know off the top of your head, Anthony, how long the, the Lion King video is? Uh, I want to say it's like, oh, I, it's either an hour and 15 minutes or like an hour and like 30 minutes. Uh, if you're talking about your video and like documentary and stuff, then yeah. Oh, okay, man, I, I load, I low balled it. But Cause okay. I'm pretty sure it's so, like, you know. I think I had to break it up into when exporting it, like two parts, even through like handbrake to render it out better and make it be able to upload and stuff like that. And, you know, um, it was like 40 minutes. I want to say each part. So it's probably around like an hour and a half. Okay, so the last, um, last fun things I wanted to get to before we kind of just talk about um, what I had Anthony want to talk about, just kind of the aftermath of this, this long canceled video that, you know, came out like six months, eight months ago. I have been bringing Toby to school with me pretty much 
yeah, um, not pretty much. All, like, when I have classes with me, which has been a fun event adventure because, uh, you know, he's just shy, so it works well. He just kind of hides, like, under places where um, when I have school. It's also fun, like, to mess with people because they don't expect to see a dog. Uh, and then people are like, what? And then they don't know if they should stare or not, because, like, technically he's a service animal. Like, this first, like, I, I didn't really want to share that part too, too great, because I'm just like, wow, you know, thanks for the trauma, consolation prize, you can bring your dog everywhere you want, just like you wanted to when you were five. But, you know, um, but my funny, like, so I just got his Halloween costume, he's gonna be flounder, and I have a shirt that says this is my Ariel costume, and that's, that's, that's my Halloween costume, you know, so I'm sure people will be like, so he had a sweater he he wore a sweater to class and like both my teachers were like look at he's got a little sweater but and then one of my other professors always says like in the mornings he's like oh hey rachel hi toby bye toby (laughs) precious but my my funny thing is my funny things like is i'm tempted to start messing with people so like Toby usually stays pretty close to me and me um, and one of my friends uh, wanted to see what would happen if we just took him off the leash if he would just follow us like he wouldn't really go anywhere and he wouldn't pee anywhere so we, were, we really weren't we really weren't too worried about it and we were in the computer lab and um, he just basically w- went back to um, the class that I was um, that I was in he just kind of went back and my funny like the funny thing is like I was kind of lagging behind him because if I knew I st- if I started running, then he would run, and then, like I knew he wasn't really gonna do anything. And so like I would like he was just walking around the halls, like knowing where he was going, and I was just kind of at a shot, like just walking. And people were like, "Why is that dog going to class?" <laughs> Toby was on his adventure. <laughs> like you know, he looked like he was a student knowing where he was going. He was, like, he was like, I keep on seeing this dog everywhere. <laughs> That's so cute. The other funny thing is, um, so I we there was a screening of Get Out, the the Jordan Peele movie, which I'd never seen before, and it was really good. If you haven't seen it yet, like again, top tier high art. It's not. I was afraid it was going to have jump scares, and those like freaked me the fuck out. So I and I can't do them, but it didn't have. Any oh, good! I hate jump scares. Suspense. It had like little jump scares, like mm-hmm. you know, like hires in the music, but not like not like legit jump good. scares. Oh, so, good, good, good. Um, yeah. Like. Like for for reference, the jump scare in Sp- the original Spider Man with Norma Osborn like scared the bejesus out of me. So you know that's that's. I got scared by the one small jump scare in Hocus Pocus, and so that's how I am with jump scares, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> Barely even a jump really scare. Balling. Disney movie for eight year olds and less, and 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 me, and I just got I got like jumped a little bit at it. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so um. So that was really cool. But so Toby hides and like, um, what I, like, I didn't do this, but I was really tempted to do is just like, let him hide. And then if he like licks someone or his nose touches someone during a scary movie, then like someone will like jump out of their seat. Oh my God. But I was like, no, I won't, I won't do that. So I was like, I told the guys in front of us or in the back of us, I guess, or whatever. I was just like, hey guys, just so you know, there's a dog under there. And they're like, there's a dog under there? No way. And then they look and they're just like, what? There's a dog under there? <laughs> so, um, you know, they were just like, wow. And then like when we left, like people were like, there was a dog under the seat the whole time? I'm like, yeah, he just kind of vibes. <laughs> Whoa, you know. That would so, that um, would be a very funny prank, but 
I think, unfortunately, it would also be like news headline, like KP University doesn't allow dogs anymore after like after rampant dog. No, but like that would that would be a very funny prank. But being a service animal, I think like it it, it was a very vocal crowd because art school. So and in suspense movie where you know people are just like oh wow whoa whoa um kind of yeah yeah. Um, so I think it would have just, I think I could have gotten away with it, but still, like, if it was me, I would have, like, probably cried if, if I, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a spider during, on it, like, or something during a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Not that there was, like, there were no dead people aspects to this movie. There was no, like, zombies specifically. So I was just, like, you know, there's nothing, like, to come really at you and get you. It's just, I won't spoil it more than that. Um, Anthony, go watch it. You were like, I do need to see it. But... I, I even, I I won a DVD of it because I knew, a, they asked, um, so um, back in the day, we don't do this anymore, but we would do an editing test with the movie The Sixth Sense, and they were like, what does this and The Sixth Sense have in common as far as this one specific scene? And I was just like, is it this? And I was like, yep, that's right. And I'm like, whoa, I win. That, um, this and the other Sixth Sense movie, um, there was a, there's a scene where, um, clothing is a symbol has a symbolistic meaning and stuff like that like everyone's dressed the same way except one character you know that was like you know my go-to i'm just like is it this they're like yeah so i don't have a i don't have a blu-ray player but like whatever you know i'll probably get one soon <laughs> i can just look at the box and be like yes i'm superior yeah <laughs> so do you have any more fun halloween stories anthony before we get to the thing so i don't have any specific there was there was something that you had said before. I'm trying to remember now. I wanted to comment on it, but I also didn't want to interrupt. But I remember there was something that I was like, oh, this brings up a point that I thought of or something. I think it was like along the lines of like the Disney movie stuff we were talking about in the Snow White and something with animation. I don't know. I'll try to remember. Maybe I'll touch on it later again. Maybe the Mara movie. Um, but as far as like specifically Halloween stories, let's see. They're the, always, the always go-to one that I remember now is like I'm, I've been always a very square like person very pure didn't really curse never did you know any of the illegal substance things and stuff like that i guess we could probably talk about that on the podcast everything i uh, never have anyway this uh i was it was senior year of high school and i was trick-or-treating with my friends because of course we're still trick-or-treating and i always will and uh my my friends and i we got to this one door and i was dressed as uh, oh, no, 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 this actually, that was a different part of it, but I guess I can say about that, too. Uh, we got to one door, and uh, I was dressed as Tony the Talking Cock from Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, and the guy was just like, oh my god, you're Thomas Choo Choo Train, and that's not the first time I've been called that, because I've been to conventions, hello, welcome back. Um, but the funny part of it, I was going to say, was when I was with my friends, and uh, we were just, like, walking past this one guy's house, and he was like, oh, you guys have any, or, sorry, my friends were like, oh, do you have candy or, like, trick-or-treat or something? And he was just like, no, I don't, but I have cigarettes if you want. And I was just like, no, thanks, maybe next time. And my friends thought it was very funny because I, I offered as if to come back one time for it, but I never did go back to his house for cigarettes. So that was, that was my story. If it makes you feel better, uh, when I was working on my the first part of my associate's part of my degree, I was in this this really rural area, so there was nothing really to do. So I dragged... Someone from, like, a neighbor that I didn't really know well, who was, like, fucking dumb, but I dragged him to go trick-or-treating with me, and, like, it was also around, like, there was some election, I think it might have been the midterms, I don't know when the midterms usually are, it was something like that, and so we had, um, I voted stickers on our, on our, like, stuff, where we were, like, getting candy, um, 
and the ladies the lady saw them and just like, oh, I don't have any candy, but like, you want a beer? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, cause she knew we were old enough to do that. Yeah. 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 We were, we were, uh, I mean, I might've been 18. I don't, I guess there's not an age of when you can start smoking unless there is, but probably should probably no age. Cause it could be harmful, but, um, or cigarettes rather, but, uh, you know, yeah, that's, that's funny that this guy was just like, he couldn't even see us probably. He was just like, I see teenagers like, here, sure. He's just like, get away. <laughs> but at least she seemed cool. Um, okay. So I just want to touch a little bit on like the canceled, like the production of the canceled, uh, video. Oh, and before one more thing before we start. So, uh, of this recording or treasure planet reanimate, uh, we just have a trailer up on the main channel, you know, when we put it on some places and stuff like that. So, um, I'm not really worried about the trailer, but like for, at least for the main project, I think um, I think the 27th is our air date or air date. I think um, so. Um, I'm not really concerned about the trailer. The trailer will probably just be taken down when the main project's up anyway. Um, but at least for the main video, once it's out, like please, you know, spread the word um, if you if you'd like to, if you don't mind. Um, not really for the sake of me. I really I didn't really do anything besides just organization aspects i should have animated for it i regret not doing a scene not animating a scene for it but like and it was like it was my project i could have just chose whatever scene i wanted to but i didn't because i'm dumb and i had to do it in procreate at the time anyway which probably would have taken fucking forever but anyway um i think we have um we have around 50 people on the project and it's the i'm still here version of the vi of the it's the i'm still here version of the movie it is not the whole movie i do not have the patience for, well re retract that i might have the patience for that someday but not today we'll see how this goes um but if the if it comes down to doing that to save treasure planet you know treasure planet my love my soul i will do it but mm -hmm. um you know, that's that's gonna take the, the whole movie is just like impossible to think about but anyway so we did the i'm still here segment every animator got just a small part compared to some of the reanimate projects like you know like six seconds to 15 seconds like you know versus sometimes these re these reanimates will have animators on like a whole minute which is a lot takes a lot of time so you know to make sure we got a bunch of styles in and uh it was just i think i should like i said this before but i think i should have been stricter about you know, just cutting people off and just getting more involved in the process earlier. So I think it took like a year or two to do. But anyway, we did it. It's done. It's going to premiere on YouTube. Um, just if you guys don't mind sharing it, like, again, it's 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 hard when, especially for a big project like that, if it's just little video that we ad lib, then it's not too big of a deal if it gets like a thousand views or something like that. But, you know, a big project like this where other people need to benefit from it or would benefit more from just kind of people talking about it than I would like go go share it I appreciate share it tell your friends about it I appreciate any of that you know it's really you know a love letter to the movie like I'm also really personally proud of I'm sure I wasn't the only contributor to it but I did tweet at lunchbox um or boxed lunch and loungefly which are two brands that make um licensed disney stuff to be like hey guys you know we need some treasure planet stuff and then like a couple months later they both suspiciously made some treasure planet stuff so i'm like yay i'm so tra saying treasure planet just me on my own so we put links to that stuff in the description so you can go buy them and like 
I said this at the Treasure Planet panel at Momocon that Anthony was there for that, you know, had a lot of technical problems. But, you know, that's the biggest that's the biggest thing you can do for this thing is like not only just sharing, like sharing it and in, in, in talking about it, you know, Disney pays attention to that stuff, but also putting your money where your mouth is and saying like, Hey Disney, you know, be great. More, more stuff of this thing. Because now that we live in the, now that we live in the streaming age and content is more, or is less defined by like, you know, box office numbers and things like that, you know, like it, you know, we might have a fighting chance to do something like, you know, Treasure Planet and I will die on this bed, but Treasure Planet and Atlantis are probably the only movies that deserve the live action remakes because they are the ones that can benefit the, the most from them. Like, it's great that they cast a black girl as Ariel, you know, it's great. That stuff is great, but Little Mermaid as a properly as a property doesn't need a doesn't need a live action remake to like make Little Mermaid the property relevant. It is constantly relevant because it is one of Disney's biggest brands. Um, one of Disney's biggest brands. Like it's definitely like on the A minus scale of the brands because you know I think Lion King is at the top and Nightmare Before Christmas at the top and Mickey himself is at the top. But like you know those are the things that can be like oh they're making this thing about this thing you know and especially. Again, before Clemens and Musker, the original directors of the movie, die, it'd be great if you, we could do this before they die so they can be involved in it and they can be like, wow, people, like this was their passion project and to see people care about it again and be like, wow, like we made this and it sucked and it was over in two weeks of the political dispute and, you know, that was the worst thing that's ever happened to us. We like, we like left the studio for like a couple years because of it and, you know... I think that would be a real, like, roundabout, you know, way of fixing all of this bullshit. It wasn't Michael, well, no, I, I'll say it kind of is Michael Eisner's fault. And something I say in the original, or the, the opening of the Treasure Planet Reanimate, which isn't public knowledge yet, but now it is because I'm sneaky and I'm a detective, is that Michael Eisner took responsibility for the marketing of the movie and why it failed. A luncheon after the movie re released and I found that like that was something I heard and then I got it reconfirmed by a guest on the podcast um that we had like a while ago who was also on Treasure Planet and he's just like hey did this happen and he's like yeah I remember that I was there and I'm like well neat but then political things and people didn't like Michael Eisner and Rob Disney or Roy Disney wanted to do Fantasia 2 which was probably a bad idea in hindsight you know it's you know, Iger went on to say, like, it will become a classic, I hope, you know, with, with time. And I'm trying to help with that, you know, one one internet at a time. Yeah, I just, you know, I just really like it. And, you know, sharing it and telling Disney you care about this thing. Like, Jim was spotted at the parks, like, I think right before COVID. You know, like, these things are helpful because, like, the great thing about Di being a Disney brand, like, again, what we've seen with Nightmare Before Christmas is because when they own you and they realize you're profitable, they'll be like, wow, like, let's put this guy in the parks. Let's have more merch. Let's let people, like, represent their favorite characters because that's what Disney is. And that's why, you know, I respect them so much. So there, there's my Braveheart speech. <laughs> Um, so the canceled video, so that's the, it's a fun Halloween topic. So Anthony, um, you were involved in the production process of that because that's like a 40 minute video, like, 
how was how was that? How, that was a bummer, right? Oh, it was the happiest video I'd worked on. It was the best video, right? <laughs> yes, it was. Um, it was. It's definitely a lot. Uh, mainly because it was like a lot of just sources to kind of find, and of course we wanted to be accurate and like you know everything that we talked about. So we it was a lot of just like referencing and finding you know things, uh, sources and whatnot to to make sure it's all all there, you know, and and uh, and whatnot. And I like a uh, like a lot of the you know. It, the, the videos depend, uh, you know, what um, kind of if there's more B-roll footage or if there's more just like of the KP puppets and the vectors and all these images flying around and stuff like that. And so with this video, there was a lot of that really couldn't be B-roll because it was like unless it was like screenshots of things that we had to show. Um, it was a lot of like just, you know, we had to do this so that trying to find like it, I guess actually, OK, I guess to, to better say what I'm saying is usually when we have the KP puppets on screen and there's things flying around, it's always fun. And it's like you're making jokes and you're doing stuff. But with this video, it's like there wasn't really B-roll unless it was screenshots. So we did a lot of the puppets. And then when it came to that, it was like, well, I'm not going to have some goofy looking thing just fly in the screen or make it fun. Like you made jokes and you were, you know, trying to be lighthearted in, in the appropriate times and stuff. But it was kind of funny where it was like uh, a bit of a, a challenge, I guess, to like find appropriate things to add on screen while doing it. Um, which I know that wasn't exactly what you asked, but that was something I had thought of uh, just talking about it now. So yeah, it was that was that was interesting about it. But overall, it was a it was a long a long video because it was forty minutes and it was it was a lot and it was uh you know not a not a fun topic. I mean, like from an outsider coming into it, um, I was I wanted to kind of get your perspectives about that because I was like you know one of the points one of the big points about the video besides just kind of getting all of that out there so people would stop you know, holding misinformation against me. And I talk about too, like how I should have just made a statement like at the time. So people just weren't left to speculate on like whatever information they had at the time. Like how, how did it, like, did it make you feel different about like the risk of being a YouTuber or how people treat YouTubers or, you know, how people will react if they're, they're potentially held accountable for some of their bad behavior, or, you know, like that, like how did all that, you know, how, how did all that make you feel, I guess? Yeah, it definitely opened a lot of thought uh, and like in just any sort of like emotional maturity or, you know, like how to act appropriately and like things to do and say. So it opened up a lot of like, I don't know, not saying open up a lot of doors in the right way to say it, but basically like a lot of different topics and themes kind of came up with kind of like you said about consequences and, you know, like when when it's appropriate to like or uh sorry not that uh i was gonna say when it's appropriate to say things but that didn't make any sense um but basically i guess to go to what you were saying about like how i felt and reacted kind of thing yeah i think it was interesting to see interesting in you know that in the regard of like uh, a psych uh, psychology standpoint not interesting of like stuff that you went through kind of thing um but yeah like i think it just really gave came to show that like people don't communicate well and people don't know how to properly act like there is just like it's just one of those things that really opens up your eye where it's like there is just another whole world that people live in kind of thing where it's like just the basic common courtesy is just not there you know like to just go online and say something awful or do something awful is just like like it, people don't realize the impact it has you know like you can criticize a tv show or something and that's not hurting anyone's feelings because it's the tv show itself but then when you think about it it's like well no because people worked on the tv show so it's still kind of going into that but then there's the level of like directly attacking a person and that's just like it was it was kind of you know shocking and disgusting to see like how people can act and like what people can say 
Um, and then to tie it to what you had said about with being a YouTuber, yeah, I think that that does not sound like a you know a fun thing. Like I you know love making content. I I like doing things and talking and being on the podcast and stuff. It's fun, you know. But like now that I'm now that I'm speaking, there could be just like one YouTube comment that's just like Anthony Anthony stinky or something, and like that would ruin my whole day. You know, I'm very very soft skinned. Anthony's just so annoying. <laughs> yeah. What is he a golden retriever? <laughs> and like I you know that. I, I haven't had that because I don't post content about myself, you know, outside of the team or anything like that. Yeah, basically, it just it it really is uh, tough. It seems to be a YouTuber because of all the different things you have to kind of worry about and do, um, and especially with like how you know we run the team and how things are, and just being in uh, the My Little Pony community, which from what I have gathered seems like it could be toxic at times. Uh, I'm not a part of it. I, I wasn't like, you know, into it. So I never became a part of the community. So I can't talk from a standpoint of someone in it, but from observing it, you know, and I'm not just looking at the bad or anything that you had said in your video. Um, but like, yeah, it's, uh, it seems tough to be a YouTuber in that sense, especially with like people who just want to hurt you for no reason and things like that. And it's like, yikes, <laughs> that's not, this is bad. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, like, and, I, and and to be clear, I'm I, I'm not putting words in your mouth, right? <laughs> no, not at all. And I was gonna say that too before with like the production of the video itself. Like, like I have no obligation to say good things about you. I could say anything. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, I wouldn't say anything bad. <laughs> but like, no, there's no, there's no. I'm not bloodbound. Uh, you know, like uh, to to KP herself. So she's. I'm not like a a uh, summoned demon like, we, that is we, is under contract. We talked to, about like. If you were uncomfortable with the video, you didn't have to do it in those kind of conversations. Yes, right? yes. I was trying to make a poor joke. But uh, <laughs> yes, we had had those conversations about how if I didn't, if this was too much or uncomfortable, like, you know, I even remember talking about it with other people that worked on or just things where it's like, let us know. You were always very good about that. You like send me things and you'd be like, hey, this is pretty heavy, like just as a warning kind of thing, you know, and, and overall, like you like I could specifically like again I don't have any reason to say this if I didn't want to but I do specifically remember with one of the points in the video but you did this for a lot of the points but with one in particular you like multiple times were like did I miss something like am I sounding wrong like am I wrong when I say this or am I sounding mean critical I, like you're very overly analyzing yourself because of just you know past I assume past trauma and perception and stuff like that you were basically what I'm saying is you were very much like like, uh, what is your opinion on this? Like, you know, did I, was I wrong in that case? Or was I, you know, being a big evil KP monster, as you said, or like, is this kind of misunderstood? Or is that person doing something? So you were you were very self aware throughout the whole process. And you were not like, this is what happened. And this is how it happened. And I need to screw these people over and do all this because that's what was like painted in the time also and stuff. So yes, no, you were, you're very, not, you're not putting words in my mouth right now. <laughs> Um, you know, it was, it was a video that had to be done and it was, it was a little challenging to work on because of all the heavy stuff, but no, like I'm, I'm glad I worked on it and no, I was not forced to do anything or say anything like now. You gotta edit, you gotta edit. I have a gun. I have a gun over the internet. Yeah, yeah that, that's, see, that's all I had to say before. I try, I said, I said some like demon contract I was thinking of. I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> too much anime. Deal, deal with the devil kind of thing. But like, I mean, that was kind of like, you know, my again all my all of my trauma because like not to be welcome to the the therapy session kind of vibe but like you know it, it was a kind of tough like rope to 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 balance because i wanted people to be held accountable but i also knew that the like you know um people in general when they were held accountable for some of the stuff that happened they would gaslight me they would say they would make excuses for their behavior they would do things that were like, hey, you know, I've had abuse, but X, Y, and Z. 
kind of like, you know, but her abuse is just like, we're not bad kind of things. Like they were like the, the number one priority was pu- more public perception on how people react to them and what happened than owning up to what they did wrong because what they did wrong had a public consequence. This wasn't something that was, in bet- that was, you know, private information that, you know, th- this wasn't private information and none of it was. And like the fact that, you know, a call that I did, you know, was recorded without me knowing and was potentially going to be leaked, you know, again, that makes it not private information. Like, you know, I hate to, to say it kind of, and I was just like, you know, like leak shit, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident where I am on the moral high ground as far as this. And like, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of people just bullshitting anymore as far as like, but I also wanted to make sure like, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't want to stoop to other people's, like, levels as far as just, like, you know, I know, like, YouTube is a big creative mark, or not creative, a creative outlet for a lot of people as well as a job, but mostly the first thing, and I didn't want to say, like, hey, you can't make content forever because of this one bad thing that you did either, you know, it's just, like, but maybe you should think about not being a public figure, maybe you should think about, like, these things have consequences because you're a public figure and because I'm a public figure and that like all of this stuff has real, you know, real consequences. Like I've talked about before how like, you know, fucking damning all this, this PTSD stuff. And it's very much a a daily thing that has made my life at least like 20 times more complicated. Like I was talking, like I have to bring my fucking dog to school. You know, I get flashbacks and I have, you know, it ruins my day and I can't, you know, finish things that I'm supposed to. And it makes me feel like, I don't want to say inferior, but like, it's, it makes me feel like I, I just need more. I have, I just have even more shit to do with as someone who generally um, is pretty morbid and just kind of like, ah, I don't really, I don't really want to like try unless I'm doing the thing that I like, like hence this whole going back to school thing and, you know, learning more programs so I can market myself better and, you know, like, um, that kind of vibe, but, you know, and like, even like after the fact, like, again, I won't name people, but like someone was like, man, you know, I know a lot about this and and you seem very much on the moral low ground than X people and I'm just, or X person or whatever it was. And I was just like, A... I don't really care what you think and be like, like whatever, like fine, whatever you feel like, but you know, I'm confident in what I said, what I had to say. So people would stop treating me badly because of it. Um, this, this misinformation and then be, um, I don't know, like, I don't feel like getting into a fight about my own trauma with some random person on the internet that I don't really know that well. So and you know bias and just like I'm sorry I made someone's life more complicated by talking about bad things but you know I think I think they made my life more complicated first and you know it's just it's just dumb it's just dumb I hate it I hate it so much (laughs) like Riddle uh when I was talking to Riddle about it Riddle made a good point as far as just like you know you know Rachel pedophiles record people without their permission and like you know saying that it's legal and they're legal in their um state or whatever whatever it was is an excuse pedophiles use to justify their bad behavior and I'm like I'm not I don't want to to be clear I'm not comparing anyone to a pedophile but you know that is just something that they that is just something that is said 
And I, like, I was just paranoid because I didn't want to be traumatized more as far as like moral high ground stuff, not, not even moral high ground stuff, but just making sure I was sharing accurate information through what I felt was accurate. And like, it's okay to disagree with me. That's fine. I'm not here to like, you know, everyone has an opinion and like everyone has a butt crack and you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you know, it was, and it was just, it was hard process, but like the reason that we're talking about it now um, is because like shit guys I should have done it years ago I feel so much better and I feel like people are finally starting or have finally started to understand like some of the stuff that's happened and most people are publicly commenting nice things and um you know like it was in a fun situation for anyone um any like I'm sure every anyone involved but like I was just tired of basically taking the blame for people because they didn't want their own bad behavior, you know, put into the spotlight, even though they let mine be put in the spotlight. I'm like, why can't you just let things go, KP? And I'm just like, dude, like, that's not how life works. That's not how people process bad emotions work. Like, you know, that's why we have, like, as much as the justice system is broken, like, that's why we have it, you know, to hold people accountable. Like, why can't you get over your son's murder? I'm just like, I don't know. I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot, but yay to happy that it's you. You're feeling like it's better from not like you're feeling better from it, but what you just said <laughs> how like it, you should have done this a while ago because it has helped and people are being nice, which is good, you know. Yeah, I think it really it kind of just comes down to like, well, I guess to to better say what I was saying before in that sense, kind of you said it where it was like it's just delicate because you are naming people and you are you know saying that some things that people did that you find that was wrong and like you know and so. It was kind of like a lot of checking on that when we were making it, where it was like, does this sound like, you know, is it like appropriate to do this or not? Or like, you know, how is it, how are people going to perceive and, you know, stuff like that. But I think with the, with the video, I was just like, everybody is going to have a different side to their argument. You know, everybody's going to have a different opinion. Everybody's going to have like a, what they see as like, okay. And like, what's not okay kind of thing. And like, I, like, I think everybody is human. So no one's going to be perfect, you know, and I think that in the video, you didn't hide any of the things that like you felt like you did wrong or that, you know, what could have been done better kind of thing. And so I think that kind of is like where it, it where we were saying about people's perception of themselves and like on, or online perception and stuff like kind of comes into play where it's like, you know, like, everybody's human, like people aren't going to you know, judge you if you, or I mean, I, you know, who knows what the internet will do. But like, the way I see it is like, if I find out like, you know, I love Jack Black, he's Bowser now in the Mario movie, like, I just, I think he seems cool. You know, if I found out he like flipped someone off because he was angry on like the road, like, that'd be, you know, like, he's human, he got angry, you know, like, so if people, if you do something like, it's not a big deal, most people won't judge you for like little things that everybody does. But when it gets into like, just more like, harassment and name calling and justifying all these things and whatnot i'm not naming specific people also it's been a it's been a hot minute so i would have to like look back at the the video and stuff um it's just you know like then it's like the lines of that's where it gets problematic i guess more and i think that's probably why people were very like they didn't want to take responsibility because they i guess maybe knew that they were like oh this is like i'm not I'm, again i'm not saying that they should be judged i'm just saying like the the perception thing you know it's it's kind of more like that's where the fear came from which is why people just got so defensive during the whole thing uh, and like wanted to to be careful but kind of like you said it you know you never got that you know um what's the word like clarity or uh, not clarity peace of mind kind of where it was like you're you're hidden behind something that people don't know you know because like everything was released out there mm-hmm 
Yeah, um, like, you don't have to name a person, but, like, as far as an act, like, what do you think was your your most, like, gross, like, oh, man, someone actually did that? That sucks. Or, like, ew, gross, or, like, um, I'm just kind of curious. If we're talking, if, okay, if, if we're talking just in general, speaking about in the video, uh, there was one Discord message with a pedophile that ran a convention or something, I think. That was, that was the biggest, to me, like, this is disgusting. Um, oh my god, I can't believe that. Like, like it's like cringe, but it's also another whole level of cringe because this is also illegal. So it's like, wow, this is cringy, but also this is like actually disgusting and horrible because this is illegal. Um, but as far as in relation to you, like, I think it's more just like, I like whenever ego gets involved, it's always to me where it gets a little bit because this is, I guess, kind of what I was uh, alluding to a little bit before too, where it's like people, the internet can make someone famous very quickly and. I don't think you need to be great at social skills or being able to talk or anything to be popular or to be famous or whatever you want to do, you know, and like for people to like and respect you and stuff. But I think like it can mix where people will still do and say things, but they also are like, wait, I'm famous on the internet now though. So that means I'm great and, and perfect, you know, but like also they still have things about them. And so I think, you know, seeing just some of the comments that people had said about you and stuff where it was like, making fun of you or like just like name calling and kind of stuff like that that to me is kind of the lowest form where i'm like look i i have very dark humor i joke about it. i'll make fun of my friends and we'll joke with each other but that's because they're my closest friend you know i'm not anything i say that's making fun of them is not something i actually mean or would ever say to hurt them i would always say it to their face because it's a joke and we're just having fun and they do the same you know it's nothing that's actually like hurtful that i would say but when in the case with you it was like when people are you know, they think that they're so nice and they want to protect their name and stuff. And then like, they're going behind your back and saying mean things and like making fun of you. It's like, to me, that's just like the respect is gone, you know, like kind of like the Jack Black thing. Like, no, I'm not going to get mad if Jack Black does this. But if he's just like name calling someone who he's pretending to either be friends with or is like, you know, he's he's presenting himself as this like holy person or like, a you know, really good person that that would be to me is like, okay that would be that would be more shitty then and so i think with with yeah with your thing it was like just the like petty name calling and stuff like that honestly to me is like some of the more like i, I think the actual harassment like the twitter account and stuff like that that was definitely worse in that sense but what like that the the name calling stuff kind of irks me more where it's like don't don't pretend to be someone that you're not on the internet you know like or like two two people kind of thing like you know if this is who you are like present it or you know be that way because this is this is you know this is that's just it's not it's just not cool you know it's not nice like name calling is just not fun it's not it's not good to make someone feel bad about themselves or say things and that's an understatement for this whole whole cancel video is hey that's not cool you know like but yeah i, I think that was Come like on, guys <laughs> like that was kind of one of the things where it's like you know and then to get very defensive and just be like you know finger pointing and stuff like that where it's like well you did this you know or it's like but you still you still did it too you know like so yeah not you, I mean, like, the, the you as the general, like, people. The proverbial you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the, like, like, you're just, you're just being, like, like, this feels like, no offense to high schoolers, but this feels like high school drama, you know? And I think when it gets into, like, more the, when you become, like, an adult and you see this, like, that's where I think I, being on the team, well, sorry, not saying from being on the team, being involved in the video and my experience with the team and just people that we have dealt with, like, you know, through applications and other stuff like that. Uh, we've talked about problematic team members a couple times, though. So that, too, I think I probably said in that other video, no one ever will be able to communicate in life. And, you know, my, my roommate from college had said this where he was like adults or I think his parents had said this to sound more credible. Uh, they had said that adults are just children with experience. And like that really is it, because on the one hand, it's like 
oh yeah, they have experience, so we should listen to adults and stuff. But on the other hand, people can be very immature, and just because you are older does not necessarily mean... I will always respect people who are older than me, I will, but like it does not necessarily mean that you are 100% wiser or that everything you say is not going to be childish. And throughout my life and my history, just I've met people of all ages that just do not know how to communicate and are very immature and like say things that are just not okay. You know, and so basically, like, again, I don't remember the exact time frame of when these things happened and the ages of all these people that were involved besides, of course, you know, like, if you had said if someone was a minor, but like, you know, when it comes to people who weren't minors, and they are old enough, like when you're 18, like, you're old enough to, to not say these stupid petty things you know you're old enough to to be responsible and accountable and mature you know and everything i don't feel like an adult still i'm in my mid-20s about and i i still feel like a baby you know like a child but like you know i'm old enough to to be able to be accountable and things so yeah i think that's kind of where it's just like hey honestly this is gonna be the weird uh, weird analogy but back to the hocus pocus 2 where there was some drama that happened and i'm like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'm just done with certain things you know and so when i see people who just act petty or do things i'm like just 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 stop it you know uh that that not makes any sense now that i mentioned hocus pocus 2 because i didn't want to spoil or say anything with the movie but we'll just leave that for the viewers to be like the one viewer that'll be like oh i get what he's talking about no one's gonna know but yeah you can you can you can talk i've been ranting so <laughs> please no i mean like i always say like that's what a podcast for i mean well anthony is also a, a pretty good um substitute co-host just everyone um so Yay. i guess we can we can wrap for now so again i didn't want to focus on anyone specifically because you know um well a trauma but b like the whole the whole that whole project was not about um you know being mean to people well specifically i know like people would be up I know sometimes people will be like, oh, please, like, whatever. But at the same time, it was just like, I'm tired of dealing with this trauma on top of people thinking they know more about a situation than someone who had to live it. It's it's really insulting and gross. You know, like, now we're at a point as far as the pony, you know, a lot of the pony stuff that the community is so small that if they do X job, that sometimes they won't, there's no one else to replace that person. And I'm not saying they're all pedophiles. But I'm saying, like, you know, if they have some sus or immature high schooly behavior, but they're really good at, you know, convention X thing, or they're the, the person who does the Y thing, it's hard to be like, well, we need to find that, we need to find a replacement, but, like, where do we look for people? And, like, we we honestly, like, not that, not that we hire any pedophiles. I'm pretty strict as far as, like, if anyone, like, insults other people's pronouns or, like, anything that's like gross behavior i'm just like hey you're done here's the door like fuck you kind of thing mm -hmm. but most of the time it's just people who are like oh well i can commit oh wait i can't commit anymore um <laughs> kind of but anyway well that's another topic but um anyway but yeah i just wanted to, to address it and talk about like hey you guys don't hold on to your trauma it's not fun and it can be really painful and sometimes talking about it can be really helpful. So um, I'm not sponsored by Better BetterHelp or um, Sarah Bueller, whatever the other one is. <laughs> That's sir. What, do you know what I'm talking about, Anthony? I don't, to be honest, but uh, it's, it's funny. <laughs> Cerebral, that's what it is. So, so those are both online therapy um, applications. Cerebral can get you in touch with psychiatrists, which they can prescribe you brain medication. Um, like antidepressants and stuff on top of the therapy and uh, regular therapy. So you might have a combination, but I'm saying like, if you think you need, you know, 
whatever, then, I mean, therapy has helped me a lot with all of this stuff. And, like, especially during the time, like, I probably should have been hospitalized during the time because it was, it was bad. It'd be bad. But, um, you know, uh, it's been a lot better now that I have therapy and now that, like, especially with all this art school stuff and, you know, my, my frustrations with, you know, am I still relevant, question mark, um, you know, it's, it's helpful. So, um, the other thing I wanted to mention too is like uh, what I learned through this whole process as far as service dogs is that um, the legal definition of a, of a service dog is a dog that provides, does a sp specific task that helps you with your disability. So that could mean calming, like helping you with anxiety attacks, that can be like pressure therapy, that can be training your dog to like get your medication if you need some kind of medication. Beyond that, everything else is kind of in gray, not gray area, everything else is just like extra. So what I've learned too is that, you know, if as long as your dog is well behaved and can perform one or two tasks to help you, then that's all you need. So if having your dog around can help you with like your daily activities and you teach them to do one of those things, the only people that like, you no, nobody will say anything. Um, I mean, don't abuse that system, obviously, but if that would be helpful to you on something to think about, you know, feel free to think about it. It's helped me a lot. Um, people think that service dogs need to be trained through an academy and it's fucking $15,000 or something, but that's not true. That is an option you can go through down and through if you want a dog that's pre-trained to do a lot of specific things. But, you know, it's up to you. Or if you have something very specific like blindness or, you know, something that's going to require a dog that needs more specific, uh, specified training than, you know, someone who just has generalized anxiety or something like that. The only people that will really give you a hard time um, will probably be like places like hotels. And Anthony, you can speak about that, right? Because we, we did that. I was going to say it or I was like. Yeah, um, I was yeah. leading to that. You, you, you saw where I was going. Yeah, yeah because that was exactly. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't like they gave us a hard, like a super hard time or anything. You know, the hotel staff. But there was one like employee. Well, what, go. Why don't you, why don't you give context for it first? Right. Okay. So yes, uh, we were in the same hotel when we went to the convention in one of the States. I don't remember, but maybe it's good to keep it super classified. Uh, it was, it was Momocon. It was Momocon. Right. Okay. Uh, classification out the way. No, I'm kidding. So I don't, I don't remember what the hotel was, but regardless, it's just one staff person anyway, in, in a probably chain of a hotel. Um, but yeah, so we were at the same hotel and like, I, I helped out with Toby, of course, because I asked to be on Toby, uh, you know, Toby Patrol, so I can have an excuse to play with Toby uh, when at this convention. And there was just times where, like, we would enter the building, whether it was just me or if I was with KP also, or I'm sure with just KP by herself too. Uh, and, like, that staff would just be a little bit, like, questioning every time, you know? Like, I think the first time, you can, you can fill in any details if I'm forgetting, but, like, I think the first time it was very much, like, what is your dog doing here? Or like, you know, like, or not like, okay, it's not that, that sounded a little mean, but like, a, is this dog yeah, your pet? Kind of yeah. Thing? I think it was like, is this dog your pet kind of thing? And so we had to explain like, oh, it's a service animal or whatever. And so I think we were together for the first time. And then I came down just by myself with Toby, I remember. And they were like, very like, oh, what's your room number, by the way? And I was like, uh, <laughs> this room. And they're like, okay. And like, I think that was it, if I remember. Like, I think it was just a very like, well, suspicious... they, they also. They also asked, like, what, what service does your dog perform? Right. And that's, like, in their legal realm of what they can ask you. So, and then I clarified, and I was just like, oh, I, I have the trauma TM, is what I say. And, like, he can help calm my, like, my flashbacks and stuff like that. And, she, and the lady was like, oh, 
okay, we just, we just have to make sure. And I'm like, yeah. So she was like, oh, okay, you know what you're doing. Like, you know, I just didn't want to make sure you weren't bringing your pet into the hotel. And I was like, bitch, like, <laughs> I've, I've earned this dog. Like, I didn't say that. But, I think know, my, like, let me have my dog. My confrontation anxiety must have just been kicking in because I remember it being much more like, not that she was mean or anything. Oh, I said she, uh, no, it's okay. Uh, not that they, they were mean or anything, but like, you know, it was a little bit of like, just like, like, I thought that the, when they asked what the service was, I thought that happened after, but now I think about it, I think that might've been like, you just weren't there. So I was like, yeah, but like, I thought the I room think they thing... asked when we were both together and then they probably asked one time when you were by yourself, when you were out early and you were letting him go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that's what happened where I, I might've been like, oh, I can like clarify something. But I just thought the room thing was like a little weird because I thought that happened by itself, but I don't remember. But yeah, no, they weren't mean about it, but they were very much like, yeah, is this like, you know, like, is this just a pet because they didn't want it as an excuse of just people bringing pets around, which is, is totally fair. You know, if people just say that, you know, it's a service animal and then they have their pet around and it starts just peeing and pooping everywhere or causing a ruckus or barking, you know, then it's like, all right, for a hotel, I understand. But like, just because it felt like we got questioned a few times, I was a little bit like confrontation anxiety kicks in. And I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong, I swear. And also like, why are you questioning me so much? But yeah, I just felt like I was like, every time I would walk in, I would just be anxious to be like, are they there? Are they going to judge me as I walk with Toby outside right now? Or... But that's just me into my psyche. Um, well, I just like, um, think about, you know, um, like you committing a crime and doing like sneaking in a a dog and just like, (laughs) I got to make sure the cops are around. But, uh, the other fun thing was like, I was coming down, I was, when I was coming down and you, and someone already saw Toby and like, I go in the elevator and it's like, oh, it's Toby. I'm like, how does that guy know my dogs? Oh yeah. that's right yeah that guy was very nice he he enjoyed toby and so he was like hey it's toby because i think i had saw him like just earlier that morning or something and so then we were going down and uh yeah he was like hey and i was like toby yes she has a fan everybody was fans of toby i remember even being yeah, in the booth he's fans of everyone though <laughs> yes no, it's exactly like, what i was gonna say he's, being, he's getting uh, better but he's still like ew people uh-huh uh, don't touch me when i was in the booth with toby and like you know there'd just be people it was like if you were just gone for like a second or something or you had the panel or something and like i was with toby well actually no you take toby all the panels but anyway people would just be looking in and they would see toby behind me in the corner like crouching and they're like oh he's so cute and they're like can i bet him or like they want to and i'm like i don't know if i'm allowed to let people back here without you here but they just, it's just funny because he's like <laughs> so shy back there and normally you'd expect the dog to like run up to people giving it attention but it was like the like five feet at least 10 feet maybe apart where she was just looking at toby like in his little corner waiting for waiting for mama kp to come back and i was just like oh poor no it's it's like every time i leave toby like even like in class i'll go to the bathroom and i'll leave toby under the desk and stuff like that he 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 has like oh no you're leaving me forever don't leave me Mm -hmm. forever mother like um so we characterize him as like mother please so um um and everyone's just like like some people were like oh yeah like when i came back from the bathroom people were like oh man your your dog looked like he was really sad how long are you gone and i'm like five minutes maybe <laughs> your dog it, if you asked toby he would have said like eight years probably eight eight thousand years and i'm like toby no other like it's very rare that dogs get to go everywhere with their owners like you don't understand they usually have to be at their house for like eight hours before their owner comes back and you're special god damn it <laughs> so, he's sleep he fell asleep on the bed so he's not responding when i say his name but anyway Aww. but yeah we can so anyway if that information's helpful we can do another 
um, podcasts about some updated mental health techniques that I have that I've talked about before, but like, uh, you know, one thing at a time. So anyway, uh, if you made it through the whole podcast, again, I really appreciate it. This was a fun episode. I, we got to do more fun, just chill episodes because then I can rant about stuff that is too long to make a video about. And then and they can be like, wow, I learned a thing. And I'm like, where do you keep all this information? I'm like, I don't know. It just, it just exists in my brain. So um, as usual, I'll plug all the socials. Um, I'm thinking about making a Facebook page for the podcast specifically. We do have an I Love Kim Possible Lot Facebook page, which if you like Facebook, you can like that and get the videos in your feed, but I have to update it manually, which is frustrating every time. But anyway, so like an animation communication Facebook page. So if people are cartoon fans, they can meet up because Facebook has your real name. If that's a thing you're comfortable with, because, um, you know, this whole podcast, this whole idea is about connecting, you know, cartoon people to other people, um, especially if they're not in LA or New York, like the two places. Um, so I'm toying with that idea. But for now, um, as usual, just uh, make sure you subscribe to the main channel if you if you don't mind terribly and, you know, turn your notifications on. Um, usually uploads are once a month at this moment. Uh, we've been uploading once a week, but it's mostly been like videos we've been working on or the trailer, which takes two seconds to edit. So, but I think our next video, if it isn't going to be the main Treasure Planet reanimate, you know, will still take like a week or two to make. So, you know, it's, it's not going to be like every fucking day. Uh, we have the, we, and right now we do have the Discord fan server. What, one whole person, I plugged the Discord fan server before and one person was like, hey, I listened to podcasts. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, someone listened to the podcast. Someone listened to me and they joined the fan server. So um, if you like Discord fan servers, um, it's, it's pretty thorough. I, I, I tried to make it thorough so people could, you know, make sure they have specific sections for everything as far as voice chats and like if they're talking about you know, my little pony stuff, you know, no one ever talks about my content. So it's fine there. Or just, they, they just want to make new friends. Like it's all about connecting the community with a K TM, even though I didn't make that up. That's an impossible thing. If you like discord fan groups, um, it's in the about section of my YouTube page. If you go to the about, there's a link there. Um, you know, I'll probably be like, Hey, thanks for listening to podcasts. But if you don't mind, like if you guys like, if you guys like the podcast, want me to continue to do it, um, I don't know, like, I think what happens with Apple is if you go through Apple specifically and read the five stars or you, like, write a review about it, then it up, ups it in the, in the Apple feed as far as recommendations. So, you know, if you feel like, if you don't mind doing that, that's neat, um, but it's on all the, the, the places. I can't find, I don't know how the analytics work for all the, you know, the podcast places. I can only see the YouTube and the SoundCloud analytics, so I don't, I don't know what's happening, but... You know, we're, we're vibing, we're vibing. So if there's any more updates, then that. And then, you know, also playing with the idea of people sending questions. We've tried that before and we haven't really gotten any responses. So, you know, whatever. Oh, and my last thing too is like, if you're an artist and you feel like doing fan art and they're not obligated to do fan art by any, way, any means whatsoever, it can be a pony, it can be me, it can be something funny I said in the podcast whatever whatever you want to do um then we do highlight fan art at the end of the main videos every week and you know it's generally been fan art that riddle makes because there hasn't been any new fan art in a hot minute so if you'd like your fan art to be featured um uh, and we credit you then um you know usually i'll probably notice it and i'll like just tag me on twitter or, or demon or wherever you do it 
um, and you can be credited and tagged and, you know, like, I, I love fan art. I really, like, if someone takes the time to do something like that, I appreciate it, and that's why we started highlighting fan art, but, you know, it's, it's sad, like, not that I'm, like, Riddle is, is makes the, the best meme art, but, you know, I'm happy to highlight someone else that isn't Riddle um, a week um, or, you know, whatever, because Riddle will be highlighted anyway, because there's, like, four spots, and, you know, usually it's just one person, if any, that makes new fan art, so, but if you make fan art, you know, we highlight you, we appreciate you and your horse support, even though it isn't horse before, horse, horseness. Uh, my only other updates, uh, I'm not booked for any conventions, um, I'm probably, we probably won't do any live podcast shows for a bit, you know, so that, that, don't, don't expect that right, right off the bat. I think right now is the hypothetical Halloween live stream charity thing, but we don't have a date set for that, so just keep an eye on the socials. So we're on, I, the biggest thing is the Twitter for the podcast specifically, it's at the KP podcast, if you like Twitter, and we put promos and stuff there about upcoming guests, if you'd like to know about things that are happening before they happen, or before you see things in your feed, but, and then the podcast is on Spotify, and iTunes, and whatever you, I don't know, whatever platform you fucking want, um, and, and, and thanks Anthony for joining me for this Halloween and show episode, so. Yeah, thank you for having me, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy speaking. You learn a lot. Yeah, and learn, learn the things. Okay. I'll make mental notes because, you know, I think in general it's good to do some more backup podcasts so we don't go like a month and a half without new podcasts because those help connect people and let people know what's going on with everything. So I think they're they're good to kind of keep, um, keep you know, keep current, keep the people informed. But yeah, um, you know, shout out to, to Jessica for listening to the podcast, um, Jessica McCarthy, because she's, she's neat. And she always comments on the podcast stuff, so Yay. I appreciate it. So if you if you respond to the podcast, I'll highlight you. We don't have a Patreon or anything, so you know, if, if people are like neat, so then I'll be like, thanks, I appreciate you podcasting. So I think that's it. Um, Anthony, do you have any social things you want to plug, Anthony? I assume not. No. Nah. Yeah, I don't really, I post like a little bit. I have like my portfolio I do and I, I started using that in like the videos instead of the YouTube channel that has like four college videos I made and stuff. But yeah, no. It's great. It's great. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you uh, the next time we do one of these. So if you enjoyed the chill episodes, you know, put a comment on YouTube or something and we'll see. And we'll do more. Yeah, All thank right. you guys for listening. Thanks. Thanks again. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye bye, people. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping the show makes a difference in how people view animation as well as media as a whole, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation and media industry. If you like what you heard, please remember to show support by giving a like, a follow, rating those five stars, as well as subscribing to our main I Love Kim Possible Lot channel on YouTube and turn your notification on. New episodes of Animation Communication come out every Wednesday at 6 a.m. EST on podcasting platforms and 4 p.m. EST on YouTube. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the KP Podcast for information about upcoming guests, episodes, and more, as well as our host, KP and Riddle, at I Love KP A Lot 
and at Rita Lightning on social media. I'm Kat, and thank you for being part of our community. See you next time on Animation Communication.